Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean, the weekend edition. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Saturday, it's Sunday. Um, add those together, you get a weekend. Um, oh, poor old Australian rugby. Let's just uh, let's just wallow in their ignominy for a while. Oh, damn it, I tried to get ignominy out and I failed. That's, that's embarrassing. Uh, our attitude towards drugs and educating people about them. We need to dig into this. Uh, should we be sending some prisoners to Marais instead of prisons? And Huntington's disease. Let's fix that up. But before anything else, let's celebrate another Warriors victory. You guys must be buzzing. That was a wonderful performance from your team last night against a, a very good Tigers outfit. Yeah, they're um, they're a strong team. They they put up a good fight. But um, I think the boys just put in that extra effort and uh, lucky enough to get over them. And you picked up two tries on debut for the Warriors. Yeah, um, I think I got pretty lucky there. I got to give credit to the boys. Um, they threw a good offload, and I happened to be in there. In the in the passing lane, and then um, they they got a quick play the ball in the second one, and I ducked over for a quick try. Has it been tough watching this team win, and you sort of just had to play, I guess, a little bit of a a background role in it, waiting for your moment, waiting for your opportunity? Um, yeah, I think patience is a key. Definitely, um, I think it's, it's something you got to learn, and and it comes um, with playing footy. I mean, you just got to learn to be, adapt to different things, and and. Just sitting back and, and just waiting for your time is a, a crucial part. Off 10 days earlier, this team beaten up badly by the Melbourne Storm. I don't think anybody panicked too much. What was said after that game and what was the approach that the coaches and the staff took heading into this game last night? Uh, I think it was just a bad day at the office. Um, I think everyone has one of them days. And and clearly we uh, we turned around and, um, and touched up the Tigers. So um, I think it's just uh, the boys... Uh, managed well to adapt and, and overcome the, the adversity of getting beaten by, by Storm and, and um, turn around and, and prove it against our Tigers. Yeah, from what I've seen of the Warriors this season, it seems like it makes a big difference when they tackle people. Like, the games where they've gone out and not tackled people and just looked at each other instead of at the guy they're supposed to be tackling, those haven't worked out so well for them. But the ones where they just remember to tackle the other guys, that seems... I, I may be oversimplifying, I don't know. Uh, maybe somebody needs to simplify uh, rugby union for uh, the Australian rugby union teams. Tell us how you're feeling at the moment. Sum up the state of Australian rugby. Well, I'm an old tragic, and there's nothing quite so tragic as an Aussie rugby tragic at the moment, Mark. We're in a parlous situation, it's dire, and I reckon there's a couple of ways you can go. Uh, and I know it's a bit, a bit drastic to say that we should pull out of the super rugby competition, but it is that bad. You yourself have pointed out, in fact, it's 2015, the last time an Australian team won in New Zealand. Um, it just doesn't seem to be getting any better. And every time I see a New Zealand team, be it a schoolboy under 20 or a senior team, they play so much better than the Australian teams. The basic skills right throughout that I see um, are just so much better than the Australian teams. It starts at the bottom and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. We've brought in the National Rugby Championship, the NRC, which is like your ITM Cup and it's a step in the right direction, but it doesn't seem to have had much of an effect on the uh, super rugby results, has it? Uh, it's, it's pretty dire and I think one thing you could do is that we could just play NRC and Wallabies, which is pretty drastic. Uh, or we could go to another format, which I've had in my back of my mind for, well, I actually printed it out and submitted it to Rugby Australia in 2007, and that was to have 
a breakaway competition with 20 teams, a Super 20, and having two divisions of 10 teams with promotion and relegation. Uh, a bit like an IPL tournament over just 12 weeks. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Given that the Australians have not been able to beat New Zealand teams, well, forever, uh, they can all get relegated and just play against themselves. Is that what he's on about? That was Peter Mears there. He's a bit depressed, I think. Uh, now, uh, we, one of the big stories of the week, of course, was uh, teaching high school kids how to use meth. Uh, Jack had a few thoughts on this. I want my children to have the most honest, full education possible. Of course, I will advise them not to do drugs. That should still be the core, the majority of our drug education message. I would implore my children not to consider methamphetamine or heroin or anything awful like that. But when my children are on the cusp of adulthood, I would also not shy away from giving them honest advice. We don't have a problem with telling needle users to use a needle exchange, do we? So how is this any different? And let me ask this. Why did all the people who were upset about Massey High School's pamphlet being handed to 17-year-olds think it was perfectly okay to discuss the juicy details from that pamphlet in the national media, where kids much, much younger would be exposed to all of those gory details? I come back to one point with all of this, right? One point. We have had a drug abuse problem for decades, and we have tried to combat it in the same way for decades. Criminalisation, ostracisation, abstinence education. It didn't work 30 years ago. And guess what? It doesn't work now. As a society, we are repeating ourselves over and over and over and over and expecting a different result. As the kids at Massey High School will tell you, that is the definition of insanity. Yeah, on the one hand, uh, I've got a lot of time for Jack's point of view there. On the other hand, uh, he doesn't have children, uh, so he doesn't really know what he's talking about. And Because until you have children, you, you're not really cognizant of the full horror of it. Um, and, I mean, don't get me wrong, I applaud his uh, not having children at this point, that state. And I, I, I hope he can preserve it. Uh, now, uh, Kerry McIver is very interested in a new uh, rehabilitation program where we send uh, Maori uh, inmates to Marais instead of prisons. Is this just for Maori or is it for all low-level offenders? You know, that's the first question everyone always asks. Which is why I asked it. <laughs> you know, and, and your introduction was bang on the mark around turning people's lives around and correcting them on a pathway so that they realise their mistakes and then correct those mistakes and put them on a pathway to being more productive. But no, in short, it isn't for Māori, it's for all ethnicities. But as you know, mm-hmm. our prisons are over-bulging with defenders who are Māori. So when you talk about 15% of the population and 60-plus percent of Māori women in prison and growing and Māori men that have been sitting at 50% plus in prison for many, many years, we, you know, the whole purpose is about doing things differently. And I know that sounds cliched, but we're right, you know, I've been in the police 34 years, Kerry, and over the time you and I have crossed paths. Yes. But, you know, in, in, in nearing the end of my career, 
this is the most exciting uh, change that I've seen in policing uh, to support offenders, correct their behaviour, and also the, the, the mantra that was always used by Māori for Māori. Well, you know what? That's becoming a reality, and people tribally are stepping up to become part of the solution. Yeah, I think this would probably work. It definitely worked for, for me. Like, I already am less likely to commit a crime now knowing that somebody might send me to a marae. Because uh, the last time I stayed on a marae, it was school trips. And I consider them to be hell on earth because you have to sleep in one room with uh, dozens of other people. And, of course, you don't sleep. It's basically sleep deprivation. You may as well send me to Guantanamo Bay. It's not my thing. So... I think I will not commit any crimes and then hopefully nobody will send me to a marae or, or prison. Seems to be a good system. Uh, we're going to finish up here meeting Charles Sabine. Uh, he has got Huntington's disease, which they can't do anything about, but he's hoping to raise some money or some awareness or do something about it, basically. Can I just start by asking, what is Huntington's disease? Well, Huntington's disease is a genetic disease which uh, is caused by a um, what you might call a spelling mistake in your DNA. Uh, if you uh, have that spelling mistake then uh, you will get this disease in the course of uh, the uh, your life and it's a, a pretty horrible disease in the sense that it is not only fatal but it is um, one which uh, expresses itself in, in three ways which uh, are loosely compared, I would say, to Alzheimer's, Parkinson's and schizophrenia in the symptoms before leading to a uh, difficulty uh, in uh, your body continuing to exist um, and uh, function and death. So it's a a terrible disease which uh, is passed on from one generation to another and in precisely a chance of 50-50 because we all have uh, in all of our genes, we have two copies, one from each parent, and depending on which one of those uh, we inherit, uh, you have a 50-50 chance of developing the disease if your parent is a, has the mutation like I do. You see, this is a classic case of uh, the movies not being like real life. Because in the movies, if you are a mutant, that means you have superpowers and you can go out and fight aliens. Whereas in real life, it seems to mean that you have a terminal disease, which is, that's not nearly as fun. I am Glenn ZB. uh, My superpower is the ability to get podcasts to finish almost before 11 minutes, even though they're really only supposed to be 10 minutes. Let's do that now. It has been News Talk ZB. I'll see you back here again with one about the same length tomorrow.